Pickaxe. We are jumping back in. The party have defeated the uh, Feywild Manticore, this extremely powerful Manticore that was harassing uh, villages and has been dispatched by the party. And a new group of companions, um, the the Knights of the Splendid Panapoli, led by Lady Penelope, uh, that uh, have accompanied the PC and offered to escort them uh, somewhere in return for their aid. Um, and the plan, I believe, was to head to a centaur settlement um, to kind of gain rest, take a moment's respite, but also maybe try and find out a little bit more about Rosemeadow before yeah. heading on to Heartspire, yes. which is Thalia's uh, homeland, home kingdom, um, birthplace, uh, and deal with this curse that's going on. Uh, the Knights of the Splendid Panoply. Uh, waste no time once they've butchered the manticore corpse for trophies uh gathered everything up they begin leading you out of the woods not really taking much moment to respite um claiming that it's a few hours away basically this uh this centaur camp to get to the edge of the woods you'd already traveled about out about eight seven six seven eight hours beforehand um yeah, and it's a couple more hours now to reach the edges of the wood pretty eventually <laughs> This point. Yeah, and it's you just had like a pretty gnarly fight as well, so there's uh, definitely some uh, some injuries and stuff going around. Um, but yeah, you guys make your way. The knights leading the way. Eventually, they do find their little musician, their satyr Dago, uh, and they head out. The blue luminous leaves uh, and and the lilac grass and the blue flowers of this wood become thinner and thinner. The trees eventually starting to grow sparser and further apart until eventually you begin to see the sight of green grass fields rolling out uh, in, in the horizon, on the horizon. Um, you begin to see mountains, although from this distance, as large as they are on the horizon now, you can only imagine the size that these mountains would actually reach, far higher than any natural mountain ever could. One of the spires seems to reach so high, it disappears not just beyond the clouds, but into the atmosphere, um, potentially reaching up all the way into astral space. But the knights and Lady Penelope lead you down onto uh, out out of the wood. Once you're kind of out of the the immediate kind of vicinity of the glade and the cover of the trees, uh, it doesn't take long. Maybe another hour's journey before you find a dirt kind of road, traveler's road that stretches uh, north, uh, sorry, east to west. Um, and after a short journey, you come into view of a lake, a lake that is pristine crystal clear there are actually rocks that float above it with a seemingly perpetual waterfall that just seems to flow into the lake that then becomes several meandering rivers that descend and on the edges of the lake you can see bright colorful bedouin tents marquees and wagons um, and roaming around uh, you see small centaur children foals running around um, chasing being chased by parents you can see artisans you can see cooks and people making like meals out on big long tables um all of them have long flowing brown chestnut hair their bodies are all kind of like dappled horses um 
and yeah they seem to be in in the process of merrymaking and just general rest um but their bright colorful tent sitting on the edge of the lake creates this very picturesque uh camp-like spot i'm just looking at rose meadow to gauge her response to all of this uh, yeah, well, Rosemeadow, I think um, all through the journey, she's just constantly, you know, finding new things to be excited about as you make your way through the woods. But upon seeing the lake, her, her you know, uh, her attention is first taken by the lake um, and she just marvels at the beauty, kind of like, oh, my goodness, kind of just amazed by it. Um, but there is, I think Quill would sense this, anybody with an insight, a passive insight of 15, there is trepidation when she sees the centaurs. There's actually the first signs of a little bit of nervousness. Um, you know, her her hoofs just kind of scraping against the grass, uh, kind of wringing her hands. Um, yeah, it doesn't say anything though. Uh, we have made it after the longest journey. Uh, Rosemary, are you, are you okay? Oh yes, Bertie, yes, I'm fine. Just there's so many wonderful things here to see, and and you know, I just. Those folks down there, they just, they look awfully busy and I don't want to trouble them. And, you know, it's, well, it, it, we, we've traveled such a long way, like you said, but we have your friend that needs help. And and you can see that she's she's unsure. She wants to go. You get the impression that she wants to go and speak to the Sentinels, but she is obviously nervous uh, about doing so. Look, if you want us to go forward and, uh, and, and uh, introduce ourselves first, you can stay behind us. As with the rest of the journey, we'll keep you safe. Um, mm. You don't need to make the first move. We can do that for you. That sounds nice. Yes, please. And she just kind of nods. Um, and yeah, they, she kind of looks around to everybody else. Uh, the Lady Penelope will say, well, if you wish, we will probably go down and uh, ask the centaurs for some for a night's rest. We will probably rest here this evening. Uh, so if you wish to uh, do so with us, uh, you are more than welcome. Okay. Um... Now, it's been a long time since we've uh, walked into a new town and not immediately been recognized, so I can't exactly remember how we used to do this. It was normally, hey, everyone, we're here to unearth an ancient evil. Let's ruin everything for like a week or two and then save everyone. That's normally how it goes. Now, quickly, Ayla's got her hand up, and I'm very worried that she wants to take the lead on introductions. No, no, I was oh, just going to remind you yes, that... Yeah, I'm not going to take offense to that because it's true. I was just going to inform you that I will in fact be standing at the back of the group and uh, that's probably for the best. Just let me know when you You can stay here. next to me, Ayla, and like Rosemary hey, will hey, link hey. your arm. Yeah, oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Physical contact, yay. <laughs> what, what about the delightful part? You keep saying you're a delight. I am a delight. delight. But, but many people in many worlds now We've been to several. Don't really think so. So, I mean, to give us our best shot initially, maybe you and Quill can lead it. Maybe Lucius. I'll just, uh, I'll be here. I'll be delightful in the back. Thanks. That you hear like a little, sense. you hear a little voice from behind Thalia. Um, a little Kyrie kind of just sticks her little head out, like folding her wings, her, her kind of feathery wings around. She's like, Quill's very nice for somebody to go and introduce themselves. He was the nicest one to me. And like, she just kind of like says that, like, sticks a little head out. That's adorable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I, okay. I don't, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'll go forward. Who wants to come with me? Well, I, I think, think Quill, 
Equivalent century. The century, yeah. Nicest century people we know. Exactly. Uh, oh. I mean, obviously, me and Nova are very, very close second, right? Thalia will actually Everybody kind of has. hold Nova's hand and say, I, I think I should linger near the back, and I prefer if you stayed with me just because I, I, I don't want anybody to recognize me. It's been a long time, but Fae have long lives. They may, they may know who I am. My priority is you, and plus, I want to hold your hand. Let's go hold That's... hands in the back. Part in the back oh. with the people who don't do well with interaction! I do well with interaction, but other people don't seem to react very well to my interaction. I think I've been called the word intense before. Don't really understand yeah, it. Yeah, I would definitely use that to describe you, dear. Lucius is just dreamingly clasping his hands near his cheek and just smiling at uh, the hands that are being held. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so romantic. <laughs> Thalia like just looks at you and sort of narrows her eyes. Uh, meanwhile, Sentry and Quill, sounds like you guys are the front party to uh, go and introduce yourselves. Okay. Okay, we just stride in and say hello to someone. You're the morale officer. You should do this. You're, you're, you're going to be the best at this, I'll be honest. Normally waving works. We I can wave. In there. Okay. Big friendly okay. wave! Hello! And then, let, and then it will just... Let it all so when Sentry does that, a few you see a few of like the centaur foals, the kids, stop, and they wave back. <gasps> it's working! Hello! Oh, hello! Oh, you're so um, cute! Okay. They, they, I mean, <laughs> they, they immediately gallop towards you. Like, they come at a full run. Um, do you <laughs> try easy. and move out of the way? Are you like... <laughs> Are, are you gonna like try and move? Because it doesn't. You don't know if they're gonna stop. Like they're running at you. What do you do? Oh, oh, yes, this way. I mean, I'm gonna straight through up a bit, <laughs> so I'm above them if they do decide to charge straight okay. into me. Lucius is no, they... wide armed and bracing. <laughs> so they gallop up, and then just before they reach Sentry, they do manage to put the stop. But one of them, you mentioned, who's a bit younger, does stumble, um, and they sort of like buckle their their legs a little bit, um, and they do kind of have to catch themselves. Um, they do kind of pull up and they look at you and like one's got like a little kind of gap in the middle of their teeth like he's like a young boy with curly brown hair that kind of spills around his shoulders and he's kind of got like a bit of a goofy looking face um like big kind of wide eyes and he's just like look at you you're you're like you're like a metal woman oh wow and he's just like amazed at you and just like i've never seen anything like you before and and kind of like dancing up and then the little girl kind of is just like oh where, where are you from where are you from and it's like looking around at everybody basically sentry will like crouch down just so she's like more on their eye level just be like yeah because these are kids if it was a normal centaur you probably yeah. wouldn't need to because these are kids yeah like you kind of take a knee and like yeah they kind of look up at you and like the the boy comes forward and he's like like can i touch and he's like pointing at like your arms and stuff and he wants to like touch yeah yeah them yeah, yeah go for like. it it's all like, like metal dum, 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 dum. he's like wow cool and he's just like really just you know, curious. They're just amazed and, and bewildered by it all. Uh, the young girl is like peering at like everything. And she's like, "Oh, oh, Edwin, Edwin! They've got knights! They've got knights!" And then she points at the the Lady Penelope, who are just they bow their heads um, and kind of gesture. We should go and we should go and tell Ulsters. Go and tell Ulsters. Um, uh, wait, who is this Ulsters? Is this uh, the mayor of the town? I don't know what a mayor is. He's our commodore. Um, he leads. Oh he God. leads. He leads our family. He's he's the head of our family. Oh well, if you wish to uh, speak to 
your, your, your Commodore, then we would love to come with oh, come, you. Come, come, come. And like the little boy is like holding Sentry's hand and is like tugging her along. And like the, the, the young girl one is like bouncing up all around like everybody and like comes and like looks at Quill and is just like, oh, Birdman. And like, like kind of like, like ruffles your feathers and then looks at Lucius and like, this one's got blonde hair. And like, I haven't seen blonde hair like that before. Uh, and like, they just bounce around and stuff like that, like completely amazed by everybody. Um, they kind of look in Ayla's direction. Um, and I think that like there is like amazement, but there's that kids thing of like, oh, she does look big, and I don't want to bother her, but she looks amazing, and like they're kind of scared to approach, but they, you know, still are amazed by it all. Um... She'll look she'll at just this like, big cat. <laughs> she'll just look at them and be like, "Hi, hello." Um, and then they get distracted by the big cat. They're like, a big cat! And then they run over to big cat. He's like, wow! Like, gets, like, all back. Like, back goes up. And he's like, uh, kind of, oh, like, getting like with that. him and stuff. Uh, and they're like, oh, silly kitty. And then they just bounce around. But yeah, they, they basically start leading you down to the water's edge. And you can already see a bunch of adult centaurs have seen this happening. And they've started congregating in sort of, like, their little camp. Um, there's, like, a bunch of tents. There must be sort of, like, seven or eight big Bedouin tents. Um, there's a number of, like, marquees set up with, like, big long tables. Um, all of it, there's no chairs. Uh, all of the tables look like they're meant to be, like, the centaurs kneel at them, so they kind of get on their, their legs and crouch down. There's no chairs or beds or anything like that that you can see. Um, it is a camp Are they, like, for centaurs. standing desks for humans? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. They're more like, so I guess they would be, like, desks. And the centaurs, yeah, do that horse thing where they, like, go down on, like, they kind of fold their legs right. up and they, they sit down. Yeah. Um, but they're, like, you see some craft stations, and the craft stations are basically standing desks. Yeah, like, they're heavily, they're highly raised up. Like, you guys wouldn't be able to use them. They're so high. Um, and, uh, cool. yeah, and one particularly big-looking centaur male is right in the middle of the family. And uh, you can see that they wear, like, a leather apron with, like, all hand-decorated uh, designs down their front. They're not wearing any other clothes. They literally just have, like, this leather apron and then a belt with like loads of tools on it like it looks like leather workers tools cool. um and he's like rubbing his hands he's got like graying brown hair tied into an extremely long ponytail that's all braided and it hangs down loose by his side um his tail has also been braided and there's all sorts of like leather wraps and and decoration have been woven in amongst the braids um and uh yeah as soon as he sees you he's just like i bid you welcome Welcome to the Fair Meadows family, travelers. Welcome, please. Come sit, eat, partake in a, a moment of rest with us. Uh, not often that we see knights and travelers on the road. Fantastic. Uh, so easy. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I didn't expect such hospitality straight away. We were preparing waves, all that sort of well, thing. You're very lucky to come across one of the the meadow the meadow roamers, my friend. We are we are friendly folk, all of the families. Uh, I'm I'm Ulstus Fair Meadow. I lead the Fair Meadow family, and uh, I know I welcome you wholeheartedly to my camp. And uh, please come sit. I'm afraid that we don't have we often don't have many visitors of uh, of your kind, two legs. Uh, so we do not have chairs, but we have plenty of cushions that you can come and sit upon. And I think uh, my wife's just dealing up a lovely lovely bit of lunch uh, for us all. Um, no, that honestly. would be delightful. We've been traveling a long time and anything to sit on. I mean, we're used to the ground at this point, but uh, we'll definitely take a cushion. 
oh, come, come. Um, and then his eyes are kind of glancing over everybody, and then he sees Rosemeadow, and he's like, oh, well, I didn't know. Well, first of all, I didn't know that you traveled with another meadow roamer. Of course you're welcome. A friend of any family is a friend of the fair meadow. Come, 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 sister. And he, he gestures to her, and Rosemeadow's like, like freaking out. Like, Rosemeadow is like, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know these people. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Sentry head. would like, uh, like yeah, take Rose Meadow's hand, just gently, just. It's okay, Rose Meadow. Just, just start by saying hi, small steps. Hello. Um, and she kind of manages to look. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I don't really remember much. I, I don't know. I don't know your family. I. I don't know who I am. And she just kind of blurts it out, like, because this guy's like calling her sister and like saying, yes, come, who, who are you? And uh, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, my dear. I didn't, some, uh, what, well, I don't know what's befallen you, but of course, well, you're, a, you're, you're clearly a meadow roamer like us. Um, yes, come, come. And he's, he just gestures very softly. Did, my good metal lady, did you, did you call her Rose Meadow? Yeah, yes, I did. Oh. Just as well. You should come and sit, and obviously your friend here is a little nervous. Come, 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 my girl, and he gestures to Rosemeadow like, you shall have a fine seat and we'll get you something to eat and something to drink, something sweet, perhaps. And she's like, yes, I, I, I like sweets, yes. And he's like, of course, of course, and he gestures. Um, and then he says, we should, we should talk more. Uh, he gestures to you, Sentry. We should talk more about your friend and your travels and these reasons that you've come to, to come to our camp. Uh, we love to tell stories around the fire at night, and perhaps you can share one with us uh, in exchange for a bit of a bit of food and a bit of drink and a bit of rest. Uh, but come, come, and he sits, and uh, yeah, you guys have a moment. Is there anything you guys want to talk about, or like talk amongst yourselves, or like do? Uh, there's plenty of like you can see that there's all sorts of different uh, centaurs here. Like there's there's maybe about twenty or so, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. I think I'd just brief everybody a little bit. Mm -hmm. These people seem absolutely wonderful, and I I think we should also be a little cautious with how open we are. I'm sure they're going to be very open with us. Uh, certain details, and I look to Thalia. Uh, we don't necessarily need to inform them about. She nods. Also, and I'm sure that this, this fellow means well, if anybody offers you anything here, ask and make sure that they do not expect anything in return. Oh, there's For always you, a deal. Do not there. eat, do not drink, do not do anything unless you are certain it is being freely offered. You must. Uh, they must say it out loud that it is freely offered. Uh, this is a place where where things like that can be very magically powerful right oh now you've got me thinking how did he offer the food and the cushions to us don't sit just in it don't eat it I mean, we haven't sat we haven't <laughs> sat down right we no, haven't sat nobody just, sit down just ask in fact in fact let me ask and she will say excuse me Ulstus was it uh, and he turns and he says I fell elven lady yes indeed Ulstus fair meadow and she's like would you please confirm that your offering is given freely without expectation or cost? And you see, he kind of looks at her and his eyes kind of shift a moment uh, and he kind of nods. Oh, well, you're obviously used to dealing with those fey nobles and the archfey. We don't do those kind of tricks here, madam. I offer food, drink, rest and sucker for freely with no obligation. Please, we mean you no harm, no tricks. We're not some pixie coven. We're not some satyrs out for shenanigans or mischief. 
We're just simple folk who enjoy good company. You can be at ease here. Well, of course. <laughs> we wouldn't take these things so freely. We have many fantastical stories to share with you. Indeed, indeed, fantastical stories. And if, and if by any chance, I can see that you travel in the company of knights, we have people here that can attend to weapons and armor and uh, craftsmanship. I happen to be a bit of a craftsman myself, an artisan. Uh, if there's things that perhaps I could make you in an evening, perhaps, uh, I'd be more than happy to exchange goods uh, for, for gold or jewelry that you carry. Uh, all such things are always useful to a traveler. Um, but yes, indeed, come, come. Any gestures. And you can see that, like, already the other centaurs have brought out big cushions, like horse-sized, long cushions, very thick, very plump, and they've pulled them out of wagons and they've laid them out um, so that you can sit next to each other. So it's like, rather than being long ways for a horse, they put them sideways so that two normal, like, two humanoids can sit down on them. Um, and they begin setting them around a table, and they bring out food. It's simple food. It's nothing fancy. It's things like basic bread rolls, like a tub of butter, some fruits, some vegetables, um, some like nuts and things like that. But it's all, you know, it, it's stuff that they could easily offer freely and not worry about the cost of too much. Um, and yeah, they begin lay, laying it all out on the table for you. A fine banquet. Oh, no, this is no banquet, sir. Not at all. Not at all. This is what, merely what we can offer travelers for free. If you have a little coin to, to repay us, I'd be more than happy to bust out our uh, our finest supplies. Uh, we've got fine meats and, and, and uh, all sorts, all sorts of treats and, and sweets and drinks that we can share as well. But unfortunately, that we only have in limited stock, so I must ask for a little bit of coin in return. But this we offer freely. Uh, of course, thank you. Uh, we'll look at your wares shortly, I'm sure. Of course, of course. Yes, indeed. Well, I can also, I'm very blessed. Uh, we happen to be on a, a couple of, uh, a string of nights of full moons here on Lunaria. And uh, thanks to thanks to the power of the moons and a certain little relic I carry, I can actually make things in the evening. I can make things overnight if there is uh, something that I can make perhaps to aid you. Um, You're connected with the moon. You're empowered no, by it. I'm one of the perhaps this is this is all a bit much but um, my the the middle room as we call ourselves centaurs of a certain disposition uh, we have different families and in mine we carry uh, an artifact I, it's been passed down it was passed down from my grandmother to me uh, and, and from her grandmother to her and so forth and so forth um, and it allows me it's a it's a hammer of fine craftsmanship and it allows me to um, it allows me to make things very quickly that would take weeks for others I can make in a matter of hours, but only when the moon is at its at its right height. Uh, I can only do it all the time. Phenomenal. Uh, a limited amount of things I can make, but uh, fine boots that can make your walk as as quiet as a as a pixie in 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 a in a dew dew covered so? forest. I look at sentry bags, <laughs> bags that can carry more things than you can imagine. Uh, I can oh. make. A, Things of wood, anything of wood or leather, I tend to be able to make. I'm no blacksmith, but uh, I can carve wood and I can I can craft leather uh, very well. These all sound phenomenal. I think we could use them all. How much would you well, take for some sneaky boots? Oh, boots of that nature, um, not much. Uh, Five hundred gold, I imagine. I'd be able to I'd be able to part with it, but I could make them. I could make as many as you need. Uh, such a simple thing, cobbler like myself. Sneaky boots. And in the yeah. in the Fey, is there such thing as negotiation? 
a back and forth. Is that disrespectful? I mean, I, I'm not trying to cheat you of any money, sir. Uh, I charge you what it costs to make the materials and a little bit extra for my years of experience. Nothing more. Uh, I'm no no city-dwelling merchant. Uh, charge you probably twice or three times the price. I, I charge what I can afford to make, so I don't tend to negotiate on my prices, unfortunately. Right. But uh, perhaps, perhaps, if there's a if there's a good reason, perhaps if uh, you can convince me you're worth it, I could... Uh, Maybe treat you as one of the family. Well, uh, I'll let everyone else think about what they could potentially benefit from. Um, I'm just going to have this bread roll. (laughs) Before we air too close on the side of uh, business chat... when 600 gold, no less. Well, uh, let's get comfortable and and get to know each other as new family members. Um, I think we may as well spend a little bit extra just to uh, make this meal a little bit nicer those treats and drinks and things you were talking about of course indeed if you can spare us um, 10 gold I'll bust out my finest stocks (laughs) okay I thought it was more (laughs) in that case let me get my chest out real quick I mean, yeah, like, you guys can, like, easily just give this guy 10 gold, and yeah, he brings out... Think, they they start, like, cooking up food, and they start, like, bringing out sweets and things like that, yeah. laying them in bowls and things like that, easily. I think in the interest of time, Lucius would regale them with tales that we are not from here, if you didn't notice, and then where we're from, and the generic Aroas and the Cradle and things like that. Uh, not specifically our mission as to why we're here, but we are just visiting, we're traveling... Um, that sort of thing. Indeed. Oh, yeah, they, they listen. Um, Ulstus doesn't seem to focus too much on it, but all of the other centaurs, like, and you can, one thing you would all pick up on, actually, um, everybody here calls, like, so all the kids, they, you hear them call multiple people mum and dad. Um, you hear the adults call multiple people husband and wife or like brother like this is a very big family like all the kids are kind of related and stuff like that this is like one of those like they are a family unit together even if that means not related by blood like you know all the adults are mothers and children mothers and fathers to all the kids like it's that kind of like they they all integrate together and work together kind of thing big family unit um and uh yeah they all listen the kids love the stories like especially lucius i can imagine with a high charisma kind of like really telling them in this kind of like you know uh embellished and sort of uh you know very eloquent way um they they love that they listen to it they're quite happy to listen to those stories um Ulster's definitely listens and you can see he's the type who's like listening for like more things than just what you're basically telling and he's kind of watching you all as he does but he plays the part of the gracious host you know always checking to make sure you have enough drink always making sure that you're comfortable um how long do you guys want to stay here like is this like a you want to stay till evening or are you just taking like a a short rest like an hour long thing or do you want to take like a long rest here i mean i feel like this would (laughs) it's intentionally a short rest but it sounds like it's extremely comfortable and that we're in, uh, Quill is enjoying it a little bit too much that it could just last longer than that. Um, yeah, unless Nova so interjects with some stats. We gotta on, move. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sentry's got a level of exhaustion from the lance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a long rest is the only way you're going to get rid of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think, um, I think Nova kind of whispering with Dahlia in the back would kind of encourage actually that we do spend a long rest because 
she'd, she'd say to Thalia that, like, you know, this is the first time you've been back here in how long? Let's a just long time. enjoy it for a moment. Take also, this moment to enjoy it. You should ask them about Heartspire. The knights didn't seem to know that much, but maybe these folks will. Um, we should try and I find out whatever information we can. Thank you. I don't want to raise too many suspicions about me. If I start mentioning Heartspire, maybe they'll start thinking, oh, that elf looks familiar. She's like definitely like staying quiet. You know I'll be careful. Of course, I I will be. Um, But let's just take this moment to just look around and and reconnect, maybe. Yes. I'm glad that these, I'm glad that we came across these people to begin with. Um, I would have hated it if we'd encountered one of the noble houses or something like that. It would have been a very different experience. But this this is the part of the Feywild I missed. Folks like this. Can, places like this. Can you see the stars from here? Do do we get yeah. stars? Are there stars Well, here? there are. The Twilight Nebula kind of casts even the night sky. It's not too dissimilar to your cradle, really. It doesn't cover it up entirely, but it gives everything a sort of haze. Um, but it also makes some of the stars shine brighter sometimes. We'll see. We'll see. A place like this, though, and she gestures at the lake. This will be a nice place to spend the evening. Yeah, maybe you can teach me some new constellations. (laughs) We don't really have them. We don't name the stars here. The stars, before Valkyrian arrived, the stars to the Fey Folk were not places to visit or things out in astral space. They were, they were beings. They were gods or heroes who ascended to become stars and things like that. We don't really have constellations, but I can definitely tell you a few stories. I'd like that. Sure. Just kind of like sits with you and sort of like presses up against you. Um, big Cat has found uh, a big cushion uh, and is like dragging it over towards Thalia. Like he's got it in his mouth and he's like dragging it. And then he flops down on it uh, to sleep. What about everyone else? And then a rift formed. <laughs> It was drawing infinite evil, and we are transported through astral space to a whole different place. What? And I'm just I'm creating like spells and things to like illuminate or create fire yeah. or acid, and Did and then Birdie died. <laughs> a little bit prior to that, but sure, most. I of think Lucius's story, is, story is all over the place in terms of I like think... chronological order. Also, Rosemeadow doesn't know that Quill died, and so, like, she is engrossed. She's, like, with the kids, like, on the, like, sat looking at <laughs> Lucius, and she's like, ah! Like, she's, like, completely shocked and surprised by all of this stuff going on as well, so she's, like, fully in there with the kids, basically, like, completely um, bedazzled by the storytelling. You know, Sentry did too. And to carry her about for a little oh, bit. Oh, no! Heavy! Heavy when you carry over a long distance. I will say, Sentry, I love you, but lot lot of metal there. Lot of wood and metal. It's a lot to yeah. take care of. But she's back. And now she's even bigger. You, so do, you know, don't don't do that again. Cause um Yeah. New new sentry. Sentinel Prime. Big challenge. Big challenge. I'll try not to. I think I, I think I gained some good muscle. Good, though. Good plan. Good plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I guess that's the end of the story. <laughs> Lucia sits down. <laughs> it's um, kind of 
the end of the story. There was a few missing details, I will admit, and a lot of it was all over the place, but it was all the right events, just not necessarily in the right order. But that sounds like uh, that is, it sounds like you people have done quite a lot. We have. We've we've been around the place, but it, it's our first time in Lunaria. Um, so I think it's best if we learn more about you. I mean, have you had much dealings with uh, Penelope of Panapoli before? I must say, I've never. We've never encountered. Uh, well, we saw you pass uh, when you were going into the wood, but I've not had much dealings with the free knights. I must say. Uh, but we've certainly heard of, of various groups um, and the Lady Penelope just sort of like nods her head and her, her group are just kind of keeping to themselves for now um, sort of like eating and resting and things like that they did pay a small amount of gold to the centaurs as well um, and you can see that one of the tents is being sort of like things are being taken out of it to make it available to them to rest in um, but she just kind of raises a glass of wine to, to Ulstus the centaur um, and just says and your your most gracious uh, hospitality is most welcome uh, is most welcome uh, my good sir and uh, she just kind of tips her glass and he just nods back yes uh, we, we've had various visitors uh, it has been quieter of late something is going on with the noble houses some war somewhere that, uh, that uh, the emperor has, has requested troops for or some such but we, we're not soldiers we don't uh, we don't apply for that so I must say, the uh, the Middle Romans don't have much love for the Empire, as it is. Here, here. We're in agreement there. They well, also um, attempting to take our homeland as well, from where we're from. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, the Lunaria, thankfully, it was a, a peaceful transition. Uh, the Valkyrians... Well, the Twilight Nebula means that they cannot bring all their full force to bear here, but they still could have invaded if they wanted to. They certainly have the might and the, and the numbers to do it. Uh, but the Fey Lords, for once in their for the once in their many long-lived lives, they worked together and they made an accord. And uh, we thankfully have been left alone. Yes, Lunaria is still a, a peaceful and and uh, quiet land, quiet world. That's good to hear. Unfortunately, there was some. Diplomatic talks, but there's a divide, and now I believe war is brewing. Where we're from. Difficult. I never, I never would have expected the Fey Lords to unite on it, but something brought them together for certain. But uh, mm. unusual to say the least. But uh, still, let's not let's not trouble ourselves with such depressing talk. Why did you come to Lunaria? What brings you here? <laughs> well, I looked to Nova. It's not no easy thing. Is it to help your friend? Uh, and he gestures at Rose Meadow. Two, twofold, really. Um, first, yeah, Rose Meadow um, d- doesn't remember, has no recollection of the Feywild. None whatsoever. None, none at all, you say? Uh, mm. Not, 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 uh, Rose, Rose Meadow? Uh, yes, sorry. Um, we were just playing a game, and you can see that she's like playing a game with the kids, basically. And she's just like, "Yes, sorry. Did you have a question, Nova?" Uh, tell me everything you know about your childhood. Uh, well, I was found um, by a uh, uh, the mayor of a place called Kayla's Rest, and they found me in a beautiful field of roses out in the woods, and that's why they called me Rose Meadow, and that's about it. And then I grew up, and I learned how to make little alchemical things, and I sell 
you know, hair tonics and crystals. Um, I decided that my birthstone is uh, is an amethyst. Uh, like, she goes on to Rosemeadow speak for a bit. Yeah. Um, and you can see that Ulstice is, like, watching her and, like, listening surprisingly intently. And he just says, oh, interesting. It seems certain that she is a, a meadower, as you... Well, given her... Um, Perhaps it is it's her appearance, first of all. Many centaurs... There are many centaurs here in Lunaria. Uh, if you're not from the Medoromas, which is our group, I suppose, you tend to look a bit scarier. Uh, plus, uh, there's her nature. I mean, look at her. And he just gestures, and she's, like, clapping and happy and stuff like that. She's just like... We... The centaurs of my family and the families were the branch families that we're all connected to. We were created by a, a tree spirit that had a great love of life and nature and people. Um, and that's instilled in all of us. That's instilled throughout all of us. We have a great love of things, people, living things. Um, tends to make us very likable and amenable. Uh, and I can tell. Just gestures at Rosemeadow. She's definitely one of us. I think... Well, perhaps when when she gets a bit of sleep, I can tell you a bit more. Right, very I'd well. Rather, I'd rather tell I'd rather tell you without her here. It's a bit of a sad story. Oh. Oh. Understood. Oh well, oh, Rose Meadow, you must be absolutely shattered from all that travel. You know we're adventurers, oh, so it's. I didn't want to say anything, but I am getting quite sleepy. We walked for so long, and all this delicious food, and and it's just really nice, and the fire is nice and warm, and yeah, I'm getting pretty sleepy. Well, I'm sure our gracious hosts here can find you somewhere uh, to to rest. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Elowen, Elowen, come and let's take our friend here and um, let's find her a nice place to sleep, maybe, uh, in one of the tents uh, and things like that. And they're like, oh, yes, indeed, Ulstice. And they grab their bunch of people and, like, um, some of the knights also retire, the injured ones are all going to start heading off to bed early, but Penelope and uh, Radovan um, and Dago will stay up. And, uh, yeah, people start filtering off. The kids get taken to bed. Um, Rosemeadow, um, probably Kyrie would go with her as well. Like, Kyrie's just like, I'm kind of sleepy. I don't tend to walk that much. And then she'll, like, go with Rosemeadow and stuff as well. Um, but leaving pretty much all of you guys uh, and Ulster's, just Ulster's up. Uh, he's the only one who stays up. And he kind of goes into that, like, you know, a barman, like a landlord, like, at lock-in, starts, like, getting, like, the, the good booze out and, like, starts laying glasses <laughs> down for everybody and pours, like, a little shot. And, you know, it's got that kind of, like, lock-in vibe nice. where it's basically, like, you guys, Lady Penelope, Radovan, and Ulster's just sat around a big fire and like Real the night talk. begins to fall in this is like late night camping like the, the stars are overhead nice. although like Thalia said there is this kind of purple haze that covers the night sky even though it's nighttime and it's dark there is this kind of gentle purple haze that blocks out some of the stars um, there are two moons at least um, that kind of shine down um, but it's all reflected off the lake um, and off these like floating rock waterfalls it's very picturesque and beautiful before we carry on with the episode, we're going to take a quick sponsor break. Let me tell you a tale of a time almost lost, 
of a man whose intelligence came at a great cost. A doctor, a wizard, a famed necromancer. But when it comes to corpses, he's a bit of a chancer. For the bones and the flesh that the man chose to fetch would never match the doc's gruesome sketch. To create a new monster, see, that was his goal. But the creature still slept at Bell's final toll. Well, blast it and damn it, my creation is bust. This creature won't live till all becomes rust. At that did the lightning burst through the sky, impacting the monster, making flesh fry. What's this? There's life! Life in you yet! His maniacal laugh ceased by what came next. My master, my leader, my father, my god, you've given me life. But what's up with this bod? The skin you have gifted is covered in hair. And what is this smell that poisons the air? A life of nightmare is what you have shaped. Have you not heard of the wonderful Manscaped? Manscaped, you say? How in the hells can they help? You expect them to save you from the hand you've been dealt? Smooth skin, sweet smells, all a man can desire. Live the life that you want with a confident fire? The performance package is the perfect fit. Clipping nails with the shears nail kits. Trim hair with precision with the 4.0 mower and 25% off with the code high rollers. Resurrecting the dead, the doctor's army grew. Smooth skin, sweet smells covered the land anew. All of his victims watched in terror, agape. Thanks, in part, to the wonderful Manscaped. <laughs> Manscaped will not resurrect the dead or assist any maniacal scientist in taking over the world, but it will make you smell great and give you supreme confidence. Just use the code HIGHROLLERS for 25% off and free shipping. Uh, sorry about this, Manscaped. When you first arrived, and uh, I thought you were just travelers, but when you, when you mentioned her name... Rosemeadow, seeing who she was, I think well, I'm I'm somewhat amazed. Really, it's an old story, kind of passed down. Uh, it was told to me when I was a boy. Um, it's a bit of a sad, tragic tale, really. But I think I know who she is, and I think I know, I think I know why she doesn't remember anything. Please, if you wouldn't well, mind. Yeah. Well. I told you that we don't have much love of the Empire in the Middle Romans. Um, you know the Empire, you said you've had run-ins. Are you, do you know their commander, Zakira? Yes. Yes, she seems almost too close at all times. <laughs> she came... She has a... She's done many great things for the Empire, many magical advances and technologies that have improved the lives of people in various worlds. But the Feywild has seen the darker side of Zakira, perhaps one that even the Emperor doesn't know. She came to Lunaria uh, maybe a century or two ago. She was seeking out creatures with unusual or powerful magical abilities, uh, innate Unusual, something uh, something outside of what is expected of fake creatures. She was... They went missing. She would find them, introduce them, talk to them, and then within a few days they vanished. Never came back. 
all sorts of creatures. Pixies, centaurs, satyrs, many things. There's a branch family of ours. They're called the Rose Meadow family. They welcomed a new child into their group a long time ago. This child was special. Uh, their mother was a unicorn, not a centaur or anything like that. They were an actual unicorn who could take centaur form. And so they were blessed with very rare magic, half centaur, half unicorn, uh, very powerful druidic magic. Um, it was apparent even in, a, in, even in a babe, even in a young child, it was clear that her powers would grow and, and become quite formidable. And they feared for her. When they heard of Zarkira seeking these magical creatures, uh, they were afraid. And so, uh, and then Zarkira came for them. Zarkira came to the, the Rose Meadow family. Uh, it was all smiles and offers and diplomacy. But I think we all knew what was really going on. And when they refused, Zarkira attacked. Uh, she killed many of them. Uh, but the child's mother, Alantea, uh, a unicorn, she gave her life to hold off Zarkira, to fight her, um, buy the Rose Meadows as much time as they could to escape, to flee. And in their desperation, they made for an old dark wood, a place that many Fey folk don't go anymore. And inside, they sought out uh, a powerful sorceress, a spider witch called Dawnweaver. Uh, they made a deal. Dawnweaver agreed to hide the girl. She said that, what did she say? There's an old legend. I can't even remember it exactly. Maybe if you find them or if you can speak to somebody, they may know better. But it's something like, I will take this girl to a world that Zarkira cannot reach until something brings her home. Something like that. I can't even remember. But, uh, there was some sort of prophecy anyway. Uh, that she would take the, take the girl to a world that Zarkira couldn't reach until somebody brought her back. But... Dawnweaver knew that this would enrage Zarkira. Zarkira is not the type to be denied anything. And she knew that here in the Feywild, that rage could become a threat. And so she forbid the Rose Meadows from ever leaving her glade, Dawn's Hollow, her home in the heart of this dark wood. They could never leave it because she knew that Zarkira's rage, her anger, her desperation would constantly hunt them wherever they go. And so they've been trapped there ever since, unable to leave. And we cannot go in either. Anybody who enters the forest called Black Stallion Woods, anybody who enters is killed by these roaming spirits. Two riders travel, seemingly unaging, immortal. Okay, uh, that was quite the tale, and uh, needless to say, I, I do wish to find out more about this prophecy, because, well, she's back, and uh, it seems like we were the ones to bring her here, so the prophecy definitely pertains to us, but also I feel guilty, like we've made a mistake here. Uh, Rose Meadow was blissful and content in the life that she had and we've almost forced her into a position well, where she is to discover this harrowing tale. Perhaps, but she still has family. Maybe her, her unicorn mother gave her life, but the Rose Meadows will be her family. They are descendants or close relations. They will be, they will be her people, but 
One thing is curious. She doesn't seem to have any traits that I would expect. Has she ever shown any magic? Has she used any magic or abilities or the like? Mm, I feel like she She has. makes potions. She's pretty good at that. I think by your reactions, it, she would be quite powerful for her age that she is now. The unicorn blood, if she was indeed the, this lost child, she should have far, far more power than she's than she's shown. All right, that's that's the bit that I'm confused by. So perhaps I could be wrong. Perhaps it could be just a coincidence. Perhaps she's just, um, I don't know, some other girl that stumbled into a portal or a trick or some cruel spirit, spirit or something. I don't know. But um, it would also be not necessarily cruel, but disheartening to take her to such a potentially dangerous place only for her to discover it's not really who they were expecting to build her hopes up like that to find family well that's not for me to decide that's just for you I'm simply telling you a tale that I've been told uh, we appreciate that to learn Thank more you. I'm afraid that well the legend of the Rose Meadows has, has passed through it's a story that we tell it's a story that we tell around the fire the only people that would have more information are the Rose Meadows themselves. Uh, or this Dawnweaver, the, the Spider Witch, who apparently aided them. Uh, they would probably be quite powerful. Uh, there are many powerful Archfey and spirits that uh, roam these lands. Um, Dawnweaver would know more. Uh, bye. It's not for me to decide. But the story says that she was uh, she would be brought back by someone some some prophecy uh you brought her here and from the sounds of what your night friend said and the stories you've told i can't think of anybody else who could defeat these spirits that wander the woods i can't think of anybody else that could actually help her get there well uh i'm wary of our full grasp of uh lunaria and the uh the way things operate here, these these spirits, manifestations, whatever mm. they are, uh, I mean, they could be far stronger than anything we've faced before. Um, could be. Could be. But surely reuniting a family that has been torn apart by Zarkira and Starbane is worth more than any risk. I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired of hearing about her, about them touching everything and turning it into... Sadness. Misery. Zarkira is a giant bitch. So if doing this would piss her off, then I'm all for it. I'll defeat a spirit. I don't care. Apologies. Sorry, I'm very blunt. Uh, they yeah. probably should have warned you about that. The child, the child, the, the foals have gone to bed. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Where they're all adults here, and we're having a nice drink and a nice story. I don't mind. Uh, a bit of, bit of foul language doesn't bother me. Get piss. Lucius, it's not becoming of you, Lucius. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, you're right. You're both right. We owe it to to find the truth, even for that family. If nothing else, you'd be freeing. If you could destroy these spirits or find a way to unbind them or defeat them, if the Rose Meadows really are trapped, and again, I must stress, this is a story that I've been told. 
don't know how much is true about it. Um, I, I but if they are there, I mean, family. It's just a coincidence that she was found in a bed of roses and she was called Rosemeadow. So that's the not... Only themselves. We have a... Here in Lunaria, I don't know how things are in your world, but um, things like stories and prophecies and coincidence are powerful things. Destiny. Destiny is a thread and it weaves through far more than we realize. Connects even the simplest things, the simplest of folk to the greatest of stories. A humble farmer who goes on to destroy an evil lord to the, the the young prince who's abandoned and returns home to claim his, his birthright. Uh, all of these things, coincidence is always part of them. They just happen to meet the right people at the right time. They happen to be in the right place or even the wrong place at the right time. I think if you're here and you brought her, I have a good feeling. But I'm not the one who's uh, I'm not the one who has to go into a dark, scary wood and fight off a couple of evil ghosts. So mm-hmm. not only that, I think it's not even our decision to make. It's Rose Meadows, and I I believe we should inform her in the best way we can. Well, that's why I wanted to tell all of you because I don't know her. I don't know how she'd react. But y'all seem to y'all seem to be pretty. Uh, sound of mind and you'd know what's best for your friends so I've passed it to you now it's up to you whatever you want to do thank you and um what do we owe you for that ah nothing story's a story you shared yours I've shared mine think of it that way uh, maybe a, but a, if you'd a like drink to, it from our well, perhaps world. if you'd like to buy something oh well, we could buy something a, by trinket I mean gold from our home world <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Ah, gold's gold. Gold on any world is always. Is it uh, seven hundred? You said for those sneaky boots. A five hundred, if you want the the boots, the quiet, the, the well-made boots. Um, there's other things. Uh, I have out of interest. I have put them in the chatter vmix. I've put a big ah. old list. Ah. Oh, cool. Um. A lot of them, you'll probably be like, what does this do? Uh, He probably would be able to bring out some little trinket items. So he brings out like a little staff um, that he can play bird sounds. Like he like blow into a section of it and it makes bird calls. Um, He brings out a a cloak that always looks like it's billowing in the wind. It always looks like there's a dramatic wind behind you. Um, Lucius's eyes uh widen at that and then glance at Nova and back at the cave and back at Nova. He's got Please, like a very can we well get made the billowing cave. <laughs> There's d- lots of stuff. I don't have the money anymore. Uh, Please, Bertie, well. can we have. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just for the blowy cape effect? It's a blowy cape. It constantly blows. Uh, how much is the uh, constantly blowing cape? Ah, 50 gold. It's really a minor enchantment. It's not, not nothing special. 50 gold. Don't set yourself short. This is a phenomenal piece of fashion. <laughs> Glad you like it. Uh, that one's actually... Uh, the capes were made by my uh, my third wife. She's the seamstress. She's the, the seamstress in the family. Third wife? Mm-hmm. Things are very mysterious here to me. In Gusthaven, we have a single partner, and that's it. Tied for centuries. Done? 
How do you... God, what? That sounds very lonely. Well, we have uh, lots of families that that meet and converse. Uh, lots of conversing, actually. No, it is quite dull, you're right. <laughs> sounds exhausting. Anyway. Still. If there's anything else, part. if there's anything else I can help you with, I feel, I feel like I, uh, I feel like you've come to Lunaria for a good cause. And if there's any information I can provide, if there's any other way that I can help. Oh look, uh, Nova, <coughs> a periapt of wound closure—that'd be good for your legs. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Lucius. That that would be rather nice. I got, I got impaled by a manticore twice. It um, could happen again. Oh wow! How frequent? That's the problem with only having two legs, my girl. You need four. Uh, do you have anything that adds legs? <laughs> I don't actually. No, I don't. I, I don't have. Uh, I don't have anything for making more legs. I can make you a fine pair of horseshoes, though. Oh, um, just hands and feet here. I might. Hmm. Hmm. Are you what going to get horse feet, Sentry? Is that what you're thinking? Hoof your feet! I'm trying to think of... Do Peritons have hooves? I don't know. They have claws. On D&D Beyond. Peritons. Peritons. Claws, they have boys. clawed feet. They have clawed oh. feet, yes. Ah, they have front so hooves, God. actually. They might but, have... I mean, you can choose the form oh, that no. Fine Steed appears in, if you wanted to. Yeah. That is true. All of the I might take those <laughs> well, these horseshoes are—they're uh, magical, not just normal horseshoes. Uh, mm. they what are, do they do? Well, I will tell you what they do. Um, they are—we, I guess, a common name for them would be horseshoes of speed. Um, they actually increase yeah, a horse; they make uh, a creature faster. That bears them. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, the picture of a periton. It's got such a derpy <laughs> smile. Uh, it's got very yeah. It's got a very little face. It's about as good as mine with my fangs in. <laughs> Not well, true. Perhaps have a think on any items you might want to buy for the morning, perhaps. Um, but did you have any other questions about uh, Lunaria, about the Feywild? Hello, me. Um, hi. Uh, hi. Do, 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 do you know anything about uh, a place called Heartspire? Oh, kind of expression goes a bit dark. I, I do. Um, I mean, I don't know much. Uh, we haven't had news out of Heartspire for centuries. Uh, we pick up being being traveling folk and having people stop by. We do hear. Uh, a lot of things, rumors, that sort of thing. I think Heartspire, a few hundred years ago now, a while ago, maybe five, six, maybe longer, uh, the Archfey who ruled Heartspire vanished. Uh, and a new one took a, took her place. I don't know who, uh, I don't know if that's ever been recorded anywhere, but shortly after, a wall of briars sprang up around the city-state it's uh Heartspire is like a large city and then a few outlying grounds but nothing more than that it's in the middle of a great wood like most places in the Feywild um and uh the, the Briar Wall came up um and people suddenly found that they could not easily come and go uh nobody came out 
that's for certain. And uh, when some of the, the nobles, uh, the other regional nobles, wanted to find out what was happening, they sent scouts in, uh, flying scouts, winged elves, airy. Um, they crashed. As soon as they flew over the wall, they dropped out of the sky and landed behind the city walls. Never came back. Apparently, the Archfey have spoken to each other, and they've just simply agreed to leave Heartspire as it is. It's not part of, it's not considered part of the council. It's not uh, considered part, really, involved in anything of Lunaria's affairs. It's just sort of left to self-sustain, I guess, to, to be itself. But you hear rumors. Uh, the sky has gotten darker over the hundreds and hundreds of years from my grandmother's time to my time. The sky has gotten darker over Heartspire. People say that... Uh, they say that they can see things at the top of the briar wall looking out. What what sort of things? Nice things? Faces, Probably not nice things. Mm, mixture. Sometimes they see, they might see a pretty elven woman's face uh, flying on wings um, and then it disappears. Sometimes they say it's like a living shadow with eyes like fire. Um, other times it appears to be a great serpent. All sorts of things, really. People think that it's cursed. I... People think that the the whole place is under some malady, some curse. Uh, out of curiosity, I don't suppose you've ever heard of an, uh, uh, a person called Mesmera. Rings a bell, aye. Rings a bell. There was a sorceress called Mesmera once. Uh used to be friends of alicorns and very potent people people would go to her with um, desires uh, people that had wishes travelers from other worlds or people here on the Feywild um, people that wanted to see things happen um, they would go and speak to this good sorceress uh, I believe they called her they called her the sorceress in white um, and they would go and seek her but she vanished she vanished about the same time the new archfey took took charge of Heartspire I imagine that either the new archfey killed her um, or has a trapped or locked up somewhere. Nova, you feel like Thalia is like tighten your tighten your like holding her your hand. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, Ulster's is saying it genuinely. You don't think that he's lying. He just mm. that yeah. seems to be what he genuinely his interpretation. Happened, so. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. I don't. I don't suppose you know. Speaking of families and Rose Meadows mm. family, do you know anything of the Whisperwind family? Whisperwind, Whisperwind. He thinks, um, and um, takes a moment. Uh, something tickles the back of my brain. Old. Older than even grandmother's stories. I think she was told stories when she was a girl, maybe. Similar to Mesmera. There was a family called Whisperwind. I think they may have been a. I think they may have been people in Heartspire. Perhaps the ruling family. I can't say I've heard anything about them ever since. Some things happen. Families, especially noble families, and and those who are empowered as Archfey, rivals can make them disappear. They fall foul of curses. Travelers. All sorts of things can happen. Uh, quite a few have fallen in with uh, less savoury sorts of other worlds. Demons and devils have a, a particular interest 
in Lunaria. It's rich in magic. They feed oh. off of it. I can point you in the I direction see. of Heartspire. I know the way. I can point you in the direction. Whether you can find a way through that infernal briar wall, well, I mean, you look like a resourceful bunch. I'm sure that you'll find a way through, but uh, yeah, I can't say what to expect when you enter. Yeah, Lunaria seems to have a knack for the inaccessible, whether it's uh, haunted dark woods uh, mm -hmm. patrolled by evil horsemen or briar-contained cities. Um, the nature of it. Uh, it's the, the nature of a place that is all about magic and freedom. It's very easy for those things to not want to be found. I suppose it's not so easy to just uh, joint wish for an entrance to appear. You could try. People of sufficient will. The problem there is those wishing for an entrance, those trying to manifest it, would need to have a stronger will than the Archfey who rules Heartspire. Only the Archfey who rules Heartspire could have erected that briar wall, uh, and I imagine they've done so with good reason. But I'm not saying it's impossible. Tricky situation. I think mm. we're definitely going to have to be careful. I don't like the sound of cursed briar walls. I don't like the sound of smiling serpents or, uh, you know, things peeking out at us while we try and um, imagine a door. Just fiery-eyed shadows, you know. All the good things that you want to hear when you ask about a place. I mean... Probably seen it there. Again, I don't know if this will be effective. I can't... I can imagine that knights in the past may have tried. You've got plenty of steel. You've got axes and swords and... I'm sure many other tricks, you could always try those. I mean, the Briar Wall, as far as we can tell, it's just thick and tall. I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it can be destroyed, but it could be worth a shot, perhaps. Uh, perhaps Lady Penelope would know more of that. And uh, Lady Penelope is like, I have been listening. Um, the free knights have never tried to go into Artspire. Like I mentioned to you before, we avoid it uh, as far as we're concerned, it is uh, no longer part of Lunaria and the Feywild. But I do remember there was a group of knights, a group of warriors from one of the cities. Uh, the Archfey of that place, he believed that he was owed something by Artspire. When it closed its borders off, he sent a, a unit of knights, he sent a, a squadron of knights to go and get it whatever it was, to to break down the Briar Wall and step in. If I seem to remember, they could they f managed to find a way, I believe fire. I believe that they had a flaming sword uh, and the flaming sword, they cut the briar and it, it worked, but it grew back quickly. So they had this, this noble knight with a flaming sword lead the way. He cut through, cut a path through the briar wall, but it sealed up behind them. They were never seen again. So perhaps fire, fire. may work. One of the uh, few elements that we are well-versed in, fire. Uh, but we might be able to make something work. I've got my lance. I'm sure yes. you can. Flames. Yes. I have my grenades. There's, there's I have a really big grenades. hammer and a lot of anger. I would recommend uh, if you want to chop down briars, you will want an axe or a sword. I don't believe your ammo will do much against their thorny plants. Not fun. Nah, I'll give it a couple hits for good measure. It'll find a way of working, I'm sure. If um, you're angry enough, the hammer always works. 
in my well, brain, that's what sharper, I sharper, the angrier you get. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like I've told you all I can. Uh, all that remains is for you to get in a good night's rest, if that's what you intend. We've had a... We've had one of the tents set up for you. Thank so, you. Again, uh, we must thank you for your gracious hospitality and the information you've so willingly provided for us all. Um, hey, it's no problem. It's not a problem at all. It's uh, Like I said, you shared stories with us. We shared stories with you. And... Uh, it sounds like you've come with a purpose, and also you come if if your friend is indeed a member of the Rose Meadow branch family. I'm obligated to help you. Uh, we help each other. That's what we do. Meadows care for one another. So, and if I you do meet them, if you do find the Rose Meadows, tell them that if they need uh, if they need any help, the Fair Meadows Fair Meadow family is is waiting for them. So, of course. Right then. Some kippy kip. Yes, kip. Uh, is that the new one? Sleepy sleep was bad enough. We don't need kippy kip. Lucius. <laughs> Such a Work. beautiful sky as well. I could get used to this. Thalia just, uh, for the first time, kind of speaking to the group, she's like, it is a very welcome sight to see this night sky again. Hmm. My girl. And with that, I think that that sounds like that's going to be the end of the episode. So yeah, I think we need to talk to Rose Meadow. That'll mm-hmm. be fun. Hey. Shattering the dreams of an innocent. Hey, <laughs> hey buddy. So your mum's dead. Yeah. Fam- mostly fam's dead. <laughs> uh, let's let Nova do the talking then. Oh, why me? <laughs> Don't let Ayla no, anywhere near the situation. Very quickly. No, 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 dead. No. Ghosts, ghosts are haunting the place where the so, rest of your family is. Yeah. So well, the good news is you've got family. The bad news is that... They're trapped spirit? in a haunted and, wood. Oh, but forest. not your mum, though. Not your mum, because she died. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. it'd be terrible. This forest can spit so many holes in it. <laughs> oh, uh, also, I uh, I spent fifty gold. Lucius can have the god yes. dang cloak. Okay. Billow- you can add a billowing cloak to your inventory, Lucius. Yes. There you go. Um, Does this take over any armor pieces, or can I have it as an accessory? It is, it is entirely an accessory, and it does not require attunement. You'll be glad to know as well. Billows on his own. Incredible. It wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put it past him to take out something actually useful to put the billowy oh, this cape legendary armor mm. and a tune cloak. <laughs> I'll get rid of this stormcaller it's chain. It's billows. <laughs> nice. Stormcaller well, chain. Huh? Finished. What's yeah, that's the. Chain? You got it from Zephyr. You know the thing that I could call like down like level eight, eight wear it. cool yeah. lightning, yeah. and then oh, walking on clouds and shit. Clouds, yeah. yeah. I'll remove it's like that. Plus two armor as well. It's like really. I just drop that on the floor. And then put this in <laughs> Sell it to a vendor. Here, give me a hundred gold. You want this for it? <laughs> um, cool. Can I do that? Well, pretty good. Had uh, finished off a fight. Got some lore. Got yeah. some drops. Kind of got a couple mm, of different things to try now. Yeah. I guess the the main thing for me as GM, have a look through those items if there's any ones you yes. want to buy off Ulsters. But also, uh-huh. I know you want to talk to Rose Meadow, but decide: Are you guys going to go? to this black stallion wood and try and help rose meadow or are you like let's go and help thalia first mm, like that's uh, what i need to know 
and that I can press. Yeah, I think it's the time. Hallie's on a time limit. Oh. Rosemary is not aware currently. Yeah, but she's got unicorn blood, and she needs to discover her innate fire abilities so she can burn down the briar. I see. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's uh. It's got a unicorns. Bit, it's got unicorns might have powers that could help in Hot Spy. You don't know. I think. Yeah. That's the kind of. Mm. It's a trade-off. Mm. Time, danger, yeah. for... Yeah, we don't know. We don't, we'll have to we see know. how fast that tattoo <laughs> no progresses. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Happy happy Halloween. We hope happy you had Halloween. a good time. Show us your costumes. If you, did any, if you did any High Rollers costumes, do make sure you tweet them and send them to us, because I always love seeing that stuff as well. Um, and yeah, happy Halloween. We'll see you next time. Ta-ra! Bye! Happy Halloween!